Good morning. Welcome to the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host and founder of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministries, Rick Rodriguez. Everything that is presented in the Bible is important. Things that you may not feel that are important, things that you may not feel are important, are important. All Scripture is important. All Scripture is God-breathed. All Scripture will bear fruit. God's Word will not return void. It will accomplish what God intended that it, it is to accomplish. Today we're going to talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and why these giftings are important for our time today. Why these abilities, these gifts, these spiritual tools are for the body of Christ today, in the time in which we are now living. I'll present and begin this way. Now, in the occult, the occult world, they understand the giftings that God has given His children and the importance of those giftings because you see, in the occult, they have, on the other side of what we have, they have identically on that side. We have our apostles, true apostles in the body of Christ. They have their apostles. We have prophets. They have prophets. Teachers. They have teachers. Pastors. They have pastors. Evangelists. They have evangelists who talk and bring people to Satan. But in America, because we live in a land that is full of plenty, we don't realize why the giftings are important. I'm going to begin by giving a few verses to begin with. And this is what the Apostle Paul told the church in Corinth in 1 Corinthians. Now, the Corinthian church was very much like the evangelical churches of America. They were wealthy, well-to-do, educated, but they were very spiritually um, blind. They lived by the flesh. They lived in the soul. They didn't live in the spirit. Do you realize that just 1 Corinthians, because they, were, they weren't spiritually minded, 1 Corinthians by itself is almost longer than 1 and 2 Thessalonians, Peter's writings, and the letters to Timothy. Paul took two books to try to get a, a church that was dull, that was worldly in their thinking. Their mind was very fallen. 
in their soul, emotionally, they weren't very strong. Uh, they were very full of themselves. And so Paul had to take those two books to present so much. This is the churches in America. The American evangelical Christians, really in a way, if you look at the evangelical churches that are presented in Revelation chapter 3, the church in Laodicea, the American churches are so apostate, they do not have an ear to hear what the Holy Spirit is speaking to His churches right now. This is dangerous. If there was ever a time to listen to what the Holy Spirit has to say, now's the time. And the churches in America are not listening. I'm going to read, just to begin with, the importance of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, this is out of the expanded Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Again, remember, Paul is talking to the churches in America, the apostate churches in America. He's not talking to the Corinthians. He's talking to a church that is so distant from God, but they want to believe that they have drawn near to God. Now, there is that segment, that small remnant, less than a remnant, a company, less than a company. It is a residue. It is a very small, minute of the whole of the Christianity, the evangelical churches in America. I could include the Catholics, Lutherans, Orthodox churches, but I'm staying with the evangelical churches. You see, it's the evangelical churches that are going to be asked by the Holy Spirit to engage with the coming Antichrist of America. And I'm asking you, you better pay attention. I'm telling you what's coming. I'm warning you. I'm warning the churches in America, the evangelical churches, that because you take the New Testament in a casual way, you'll take it in the sense how you can benefit, but you don't take it in what is being presented. And 1 Corinthians chapter 12, this is very important, because if the churches in this country, the evangelical churches, don't see these giftings the way Paul presented them, you're not going to be able to fight the coming war. The giftings that God has given His churches are ordained by God. They, Paul was commanded to write on these giftings to present it to the Corinthians for the sake of we in America today. And if God felt it was important for Paul to present all of this to us, then we should pay attention. Paul starts out in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1. Now, and I'm going to phrase this in my own, my own way. Now, 
to all the brothers and sisters in the evangelical Laodicean churches in America. I don't want you to misunderstand, to be uninformed about, concerning, or in regard to your question about spiritual gifts. You see, now I'll stop, that's verse 1, I'll interject this. You see, in the main line, in the, what I will call the The, the fundamental churches, they believe in the Bible, they study the Bible, only the Bible, only the scriptures. They eliminate anything pertaining to gifts, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, things of that nature. The fundamental churches do not think the giftings are important. They're very important. Now, verse 2. You know, evangelical apostate Christians in America, the way you lived before you were believers. You know, you evangelical Laodicean Christians of America, you know how you lived before you met the Lord, when you were pagans without Christ. You let yourselves be influenced and to be led away to worship idols. Now I'm going to interject this. And you still worship idols. You still worship mammon. You still worship the things of the world. Okay, continuing. You let yourselves be influenced and led away to worship idols. Things that could not speak. Verse 3. So I want you to understand that no one who is speaking with the help or through the power of the Spirit says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the means and the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 4. There are different... Now he goes immediately, immediately in verse 4. There are different kinds of gifts, but they are all from the same Spirit. So, my question to you, who do not believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and there are so many of my friends, so many of my acquaintances, so many Christians through the years, have never ever felt the gifts are important. Well, if the, I'll go back to the people, the children who worship the devil. They function in everything they do and all their evil. They function in the gifts, in the principle of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but the gifts given to them by Satan. They use Ouija boards. They use all these occult tools to look in to see what Satan has to say to them. All the devilish, demonic gifts available to them, they use them. Why wouldn't we use gifts that are spiritual, that are holy, that are beneficial, that are ordered and ordained by God. Not just ordered, but the Spirit, the blessing, is upon these gifts. Different gifts, many different gifts, but they are all from the same Spirit. Not just a gift, 
not just one solo ability. No, many spiritual abilities for the body of Christ, for this army of God. There are different ways to serve different ministries, but the same Lord to serve. I have a ministry. I'm a prophetic ministry. I'm a ministry to that tells my audience how important the giftings of the Holy Spirit are. How important it is for you to know what God has called you to do. He calls you to be a ship captain in the natural world. Then he has to give you the way and teach you to navigate, navigate in storms, in, the, in a, a beautiful day, uh, in days when there's no wind, in treacherous nights when there's no stars, no moon. You have to be trained to be a ship captain. It's the same in your abilities that God has given you. You've been called to do something, like let's say a ship captain. Now God is going to train you in that position. But if you think that the giftings you're going to get through your Christian life and be victorious without the giftings, well, you better think again. You're thinking just like the Corinthians. This is why the Corinthians were so weak, spiritually, because they didn't have an ear to hear. Again, the first book of Corinthians, you can take First and Second Thessalonians, First and Second Timothy, Peter's writings, and those three, that, all that scripture there that I just mentioned, just about fits in one book of 1 Corinthians. Now, why did Paul take such a look at 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians? Look at how long these books are in a sense. Paul was speaking to an apostate group of people. A people that lived in the flesh, in the mind, in the soul. A people that didn't really want to excel at their spirituality. If you don't want to excel in the spiritual life, God will oblige you. He'll oblige you. He will say, okay, if you don't want to grow, then just like the Corinthians, you're going to stay a babe. Paul addressed it. I can't give you hard words. I can't tell you the deep things of God. Because you're babes. They're unimportant to you. And at the same time, you will be offended. And once you're offended, you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome the offense. You'll... <clears throat> You'll go sit in a corner and suck your thumb, and you'll be useless to God. Paul had to be careful. Paul had to be gentle. He had to be wise in how he presented things to the Corinthians. Well, I'm trying to be wise also. But on the other hand, uh, there's a hole, there, there's a hole in the hole. We're on the Titanic, and people on the Titanic, the crew which is the evangelical churches, the ministers, the pastors, the overseers, the true overseers, are saying, 
Just stay on board the ship. Stay on board the ship. They're not telling you the ship is going to sink. They're not telling you your life is in peril. That they're not telling you the truth. That this ship is going down. And it actually wasn't the Titanic. It was the Olympia. I believe that was the true ship that went down. Not the Titanic. There was a, there was a, a twin sister. It was the, I think it was the Olympia that went down. But they're not telling you, the pastors of the land are not telling you, this ship is going down, the, the breach, the hole, the rupture in the hole of the evangelical churches of America is not salvageable. Salvageable. We're not going to salvage this nation we're not going to salvage anything. We're in the years before Christ's return. The kingdom of heaven, as Israel would understand it, the time when they will take over the coming thousand year period of time is very near. And we, who are closing out this time period, we're going to very close to receiving our new bodies. But before that, we're going to see the prophecies that Christ said will precede that time where there is a resurrection and the time that precedes His actual coming to the Mount of Olives. The giftings. I'm not... I, I'm just... From my point of view, as I've studied the evangelical churches in America, we are just like the Corinthian churches. We don't want to know the truth. We live in the flesh. We're not spiritually minded. But we, the gifts that God gave His church, are there for a purpose. Verse 6. There are different ways that God works through people, different <clears throat> kinds of action, different activities. Different ways. But, again, it's the same God who is working in all of us in everything that we do. It's the Holy Spirit that is working. It's the same God that is working with all of His people. So, Paul is careful to not try to divide one believer from another. My ministry is a prophetic ministry. My ministry is to present to you what I see as accurately as possible, to warn you as carefully as possible, but nevertheless you need to be warned that the world, because of sin, is changing. It is the sin of mankind, of the rulers of the world, coming into this world, that is causing the judgments of God to come upon the world. <clears throat> That's just the way God has always, uh, the ways of God never change. When His churches aren't really what they need to be, positioned and mature, then God will, His hand will come out of time from His eternal realm into time, and He will work things 
in the societies of the world, like it says in the book of Daniel. Okay, verse uh, 7. Something from the Spirit can be seen in the manifestation and the disclosure of the Spirit that is given to each person. So something is given to you that I may not have. Something may be given to uh, another person around you that fellowshipping with you that you may not have. But collectively, everything that needs to reach mankind is in these abilities are in each of us. I have friends that have the gift of healing. That's the gift. They function in it. It's just natural. But it is a gift from the Holy Spirit. I don't I may not have that. <clears throat> there was a friend, his wife, they came over. We were really uh, we were fellowshipping with this at the same fellowship in 1998. And this brother, I think his name was I can't remember it was Ed and his wife, they came over on a Sunday. We had dinner together. And he there's a, an individual that is there, my daughter. And he looked at her and he says, you know what? He said, your one leg is shorter than the other. And she'd never told us that she'd had problems. And we, we, he said, here, sit down against the wall and scoot your back up against the wall and put your legs out in front of you. And sure enough, one leg was shorter than the other. I never knew that. My wife didn't know it. We just sat there. And she, we could see it. We could see the difference of about, I don't know, like 14 inches, you know, between one leg and the other. Well, okay, maybe two inches. But you could definitely tell there was a difference. He went over and he prayed for her. And we saw the short leg extend exactly to the length of the other leg. She felt it. She thought it was the weirdest thing she'd ever felt. He had that gift of healing. He had the gift to see it. We didn't know it. And he had the gift and the authority given to him by God because he was pure and he was holy as an individual to be able to pray for that miracle. This is what Paul is saying here. So some have an ability that is given to them for the common good. For the common good. Verse 8. The Spirit gives one person the ability to speak with wisdom. I've, I've used the ability that God has given me, the gift of wisdom. I've used that ability to speak to people that were in a relationship, which was a wrong relationship. Uh, a young man that worked I work for. He was dating a girl. And the Lord had me talk to him one day. And I said, Ryan, she's not right for you. The Lord showed me. He, oh, no, 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 I'm in love with her. She's in love with me. I said, no, uh-uh. Nope. She's not the one. that. And, and he knew I was a Christian. And God willing, he's a believer now. But I said, he, she is not the one, and 
two children later, they divorced. And he told me, you were right. He said, I remember what you told me. I never forgot it. <clears throat> she wasn't the one, was she? I said, nope. This happened to another friend, the same. <clears throat> I had a gift of wisdom. I knew what God was speaking to me about these two individuals, that who they were going to marry was the wrong person. Then the friend Ryan, who I worked for, he had an uncle. And this uncle had the biggest landscaping company, one of the biggest in Las Vegas, Nevada. This was in 2007, roughly, right in that, right in that time period. And the Lord spoke to me one day. This is before the crunch, before the disaster of the financial world here in America. And I told him, I'm going to have to go to a break here in just a few minutes. In fact, I'm going to go to a break, and then I'll come back, and I'll finish this story. So, please. Hi, folks. I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farmland, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. I'm back <clears throat> and um, before I forget every Sunday 9 to noon the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program also the podcasts are on 1360 AM KHNC Dot com. So continuing, so this young man that I worked for, Ryan, he had an uncle who had a landscaping company. And I told Ryan one day, I said, you know, your uncle, he better sell everything and get out of the business because things are going to crash and if he has a lot of investment, he's going to lose it. Well, it just so happened, I, I didn't say anything more to him, but about six months later, his uncle, don't ask me why, but his uncle had basically downsized. He had, I think, 200 people working for him. He downsized. He began to sell trucks and basically got out. And boom. 
2008, everything collapsed. Well, then, Ryan told me that his uncle had, I, I, he said, I told my uncle what you said, Uncle Ted, and he did what you said. Well, that was a shocker to me. I didn't know that he had done that, but then I find out that he did. The word of wisdom. These words that God gives us comes by His Spirit. And when something comes by the Spirit, it's important. Then, and that same Spirit gives to another person the ability to speak with knowledge. Messages, word of knowledge. And so there's a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge. It just depends on what the Holy Spirit is giving each of us. Each one of you, everyone, you have a spiritual ability that I'm speaking of right here that God gave you to use for yourself, to use on behalf of others. But in the fundamental world, they kind of dismiss this type of spiritual abilities. Don't dismiss them. I say to my fundamental friends, do not dismiss these pure gifts of God that were given to His body, to His church, for the building of the church, for the health, the well-being of the body of Christ. Don't dismiss these things. They're important. Especially now, in the time in which we live. It's There are other verses through the Scripture. Uh, at the time of Moses, you had these abilities, these gifts, that and powers, the, the demonstration of power. God would tell Moses what to speak to Pharaoh, and the plagues were from God. The curses, what came upon Egypt, this was from God. And this is the way that Pharaoh and the people at that time understood things. In the time in which we live, we understand things through the scripture, through the prophetic word, and also through these gifts of knowledge. I'll give you an example. Another example. Um, there was a pastor in Africa. I think it was, I was just telling a prayer group this week. There was a pastor, and I think it was in Nigeria. Benin, benign, I think it was Nigeria. Um, I should get a map and look. But they had a radio station, and this radio station, they had Christian programming on it. And they had secular programming also. Well, the pastor had gone to the edge of the city to where they had the bus stop. Uh, you had your people, the buses would come, and they had a little, it was just a bus stop. Had a little building where you could buy your tickets. And he went, for some reason, he was on his way back. And there was a young girl with a suitcase heading toward the center of the city. He asked her if she needed a ride, where she was going. She said, I'm going to the radio station. And he said, I know right where it's at. I'll give you a ride. 
and she said she'd just been hired by the management to try to up the listening audience. He dropped her off. Then, not too long after that, within just a couple of weeks, she changed the programming and she eliminated all of the Christian uh, programs. Well, the pastor knew, no, this is a spiritual food for these in, in five nations there in that surrounding area. It was a pretty good sized station. So he went in to talk to her. And he told her, he said, listen, you took off all the spiritual, all the Christian programming. He said, this programming is vital for the Christians in, these, in this area, in these, these countries. Uh, you need to put it back on. You need to, to I know you want to make money, but no, you, this, this is vital for the Christian community. And if you don't, she, she, he gave her the word of knowledge. He said, and if you don't put it back on, then uh, they're going to let you go. God is going to basically relieve you. She didn't do it. Thirty days later, he's headed out to the bus stop, the bus station, and here this young girl is walking, heading that direction. He stopped and he said, uh, where are you headed? She said, I'm going to the bus stop. To the station. He said, well, I'm going that way. Hop in. And he said, do you remember me? She said, yeah. What's what's going on? She said, well, the, the uh, audience dropped and they fired me. And he said, remember I told you that she remembered. He said, I told you that this was a spiritual, this was spiritual food for these Christians and he took her, dropped her off, and she went, went her way. This is why God gives his people the gift of wisdom, the gift of, the, of knowledge. These are tools that are very important. And if we don't see how important the gifts of the Spirit are, then uh, we're not going to be able to be healthy as a, as a church. And Paul was telling the Corinthians, you have these abilities, these giftings. You need to use them. They're important. They're warfare. They're for you to use so you can be victorious in your life with people around you. With all of us, these abilities, we should dismiss how important they are. Then in verse 9, now the same Spirit, and Paul is making it clear, it's the Spirit that gives the word of wisdom, the Spirit that gives the word, word of knowledge, the Spirit is manifesting to each person for the common good these abilities. Then the same Spirit gives faith to one person. So we all have faith, but there is a gift of faith, a gift that is just beyond what we naturally get as we serve the Lord. It is a, an additional, it is an important gift. It's additional. I have a friend 
that I met back in the 80s. I used to work in the oil field industry. <clears throat> I worked on the drilling floors, on the rigs for a while. Then eventually I went into sales of tubulars, the casing, the tubing. They go down after the hole is drilled. And I met a young man that he had the gift of faith. And he said that he had gone into western Wyoming where they drill these wells that are 30,000 foot deep. And there was one gentleman that uh, he did not like the oil companies. Whenever they, these people would come onto his land, ask him if, he, if they could maybe, you know, he said they'd, tell, they'd tell the man that there's oil on your property and we'd like to sign a contract with you and, and he'd run them off. Well, this brother, he said that uh, he finally just, the Lord just instructed him, go talk to this, this, uh, this uh, landowner, to this gentleman. He went up, told him who he was. He said, I, I'm an independent. Uh, he said, I know there's oil on your land. You probably did do too. He said, what I'll do is, without charging you, I will test and I'll give you the results without charging you. This way you'll know for sure. And the gentleman thought about it and called him and said, Okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and take you up on that offer. Well, this brother was basically, the Lord had told him that, he told the Lord, he says, Lord, if I will give you 10% of everything, and he lived that way. And the Lord would get him the work. Well, then the Lord told him, he says, I want you to live on 10% of what you make and give 90% away. Well, that's a big stretch. But he had the gift of faith. And he told the Lord, he says, okay, Lord, I'll live on 10% and I'll give away 90 well, he went and talked to this gentleman. They found oil. The man liked him. He was able to put together a, a uh, I, I don't know what you call it, a program. He told him what it would cost to drill. He knew somebody that would come in, do the drilling, and what the uh, landowner would make, this, this owner of this property. Well, he ended up, I think, being the only person that this gentleman would allow to be involved with all of the drilling, talking to the oil companies. And because of that, he was living, he said, I'm making so much on 10% that I'm thinking about maybe giving even that away, most of it. Well, I don't remember if I said anything to him, but I'm thinking, well, if you made the deal, if the Lord told you, you live on 10%, well, don't change it. Let, just live on that. He had the gift of faith. If you don't have the gift of faith, don't do anything crazy. But if the Holy Spirit speaks to you, if you have that ability, if you have that gift, then you, you can act upon it. So this man had the gift of faith. To another, he gives the gift of healing. I told you about the friend that prayed for my daughter. He had the gift of healing. He told us about other 
healings that he'd been part of. The same Spirit gives to another person the power to do miracles or works of power. So here's another ability, miracles. And <clears throat> these gifts, we're in a time where we are going to need miracles. And I'll give you an example. I work in the oil field. Eventually, in 85, the oil field took a downturn. I went into construction. And then, as time went on, I, uh, my wife and I, we started a... She, I used to do upholstery uh, for vehicles, cars, uh, covers for trucks, uh, coverings for boats, things of that nature. She had a a drapery business, and we spent three years building it up, and we just started to get some momentum. And the owner of the home that we were renting, he divorced. He and his wife were separated. They divorced. She wanted her part of the property, the proceeds. He had to sell the property. So in one month, we were basically, our business ended. We had to shut it down. We're, we don't have any place to go. We don't know what to do. We don't have, it's in the, uh, it's the 31st of uh, October, you know, Halloween day, the day before that we have to move. And a friend of mine calls me up in Denver, and he said, Rick, he said, uh, if you can come down to Denver, I'll give you $50. And I said, and we'll go to lunch. I said, all right. So I said, John, I'll be down. And this is the, the 31st. The 30th, roughly. We have to be out the next day. And I'm thinking, well, Lord, we need miracles. I don't know what to do. Um, I went down, had lunch. He gave me $50. He said, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know, John. We have to be. We have to move out by tomorrow. Well, while I was having lunch, my aunt, she had talked to another aunt, her sister, who lives on the East Coast. And it just so happened... They, uh, my uncle's mother had died, and my uncle's uh, stepfather had just died also, and the home was vacant in Longmont, and he couldn't come out to take care of anything. He didn't want the pipes to freeze, and so he, my aunt talked to her sister, Aunt Susie, and, uh, my Aunt Emma told Aunt Susie the situation, and Aunt Susie talked to her husband, Uncle Don, and Uncle Don said, well, tell them they can move in. We don't want the pipes to freeze. So, in that phone call, this was a miracle. And we had been praying for the miracles. There's no one we could go to. We had no contacts. We had to trust God to be sovereign. And... It was through miracles, praying for miracles, that this occurred. I get home. My wife tells me that she talked to Aunt Emma. Aunt Emma said, move in. The next day, we loaded everything up. We were out of the house. You're going to need miracles. Don't dismiss the fact that you, who might be fundamental in your Christian upbringing, 
Don't dismiss the fact that you're going to need miracles. It's important. This is one of God's ways. These works of power. It's God's way. Why would you uh, push and stiff-arm God when He wants to do a miracle on your behalf? You're going to have to have miracles. I'll tell you another... Well, I don't know if I have time to tell you another miracle, uh, story and miracles that I heard on on uh, Paul and Jan Crouch. Um, I really wasn't a follower of those two. Uh, I think I better pass. But anyhow, it was a fabulous story. I better tell you. Paul and Jan Crouch, they have a gentleman that had been on the the marches there in Bataan, when they would march and march and march him until they die. And he said that they'd been marching, and he said they're marching along these hills that are very, very steep. There's just a path cut, cut in the hill, and if you, you can't go left because it's so steep you can't climb, and you don't try to get off the path because it's so steep that if you take a step off the side, you're going to die as you slide down the side of that mountain. And he said they marched them to one camp, back to the other camp, back and forth, back and forth, to let them die. This way they can just say they died of natural causes. We didn't kill them, they just died. He said he was so weary that he just couldn't go anymore, and he, he just was ready to collapse on, the, on this little trail. And the guys around him said, if you collapse, they'll shoot you and throw you off the side. So they helped him stand up. But as time is going on, he's just saying, Lord, <coughs> I can't do this anymore. Well, eventually, he just couldn't do it. And he decided just to end it. He jumped off the side of the trail. And here he goes sliding through all this vegetation, never knowing if he's going to hit a tree. And he's sliding, sliding, sliding. And he gets to the bottom and he hits kind of like a little dip, and he sticks, and then boom, 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 ten guys piled on top of him. As he jumped, they jumped. And the minute they jumped, all he could hear while he's going down this hill was, up, 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 up. They, were, they were shooting at him. Well, he gets to the bottom, all these guys are on top, and he could hear them yell, march, keep going, and they start marching away. So he laid there still, and he finally said, Guys, he says, they're gone. You're gone. Let's go ahead and get up. Every one of these men that had jumped with him were dead. Every one. He's the only one that lived. And he climbed back up to the top of that hill, to where the trail was, and the Lord said, Go back to the camp that you came from. And he's thinking, Lord, if I go back to that camp... You know, if I go either way, I'm going to be captured again. And the Lord said, go back to the camp that you came from. So he did. He's telling the story. And Paul and Jan Crouch, they're ho-humming. And they're, yeah, we've heard it before. We've heard it before. I'd never heard it before. I think that program was for me. He goes back to the camp. When you get back to the side of this hill, the camp drops, the, the, the trail drops down into a little valley and the Lord said, I want you to go to the other side of the valley. And he's thinking, Lord, I can't get to the other side of the valley without going through the camp. If I go through the camp, they're going to capture me. And the Lord told him again, 
go to the other side of the valley because that's where the trail picked up to go to the ocean. Well, he doesn't know how he's going to do that. He closes his eyes. He's praying. Well, Lord, if you want me to go to the other side, okay. I'll go back to the camp and I'll obey you. He had his eyes closed. He was just sitting, praying. He was exhausted. He said, I opened my eyes and I'm staring at the side of a mountain. And he's looking at the mountain and he's thinking, well, and he turns around and he's looking down at the camp behind him. He had been translated from one side of that valley to the other side miraculously. One second he's sitting on the road that goes on the trail that goes into the camp. Now he's sitting on the trail that leaves the camp that goes to the ocean. He couldn't believe it. He was translated from the one side to the other side on the ocean side. He got up, walked to the beach, and here the American forces had just landed. And they rescued him. Miracles. I'm telling you. I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to lie to you. We're in the time now where the miracles that you need, if you've been faithful, if your heart is right, even if you haven't been faithful, if your heart is repentant, if you have made a decision to be loyal and faithful to the Lord and to give Him a little bit, just a little opening to help you, He will begin to perform miracles for you to bring Him back to where you need to be in your walk with Him. He can do that. He wants to do that. He will do that. It cannot not happen. It will happen. I know. I'm telling you the truth. This man closed his eyes and God translated him. He was carried from one side of that valley to the other miraculously. This is the God that we serve. Now, I'm going to tell you again. This happens in that other camp with the children of the devil. I've read what they do. I know what they do. I don't like to talk about this. I came out of being involved in the occult. I know the power of that world because I was in it and I used to use that power to do things. And then God delivered me from that for His purposes so that I could talk to you today because I had to fulfill what God had called me to do from the time I was born. And the same with you. From the time you were born, you've been ordered to do something. For those that are leaving, podcasts are on 1360khnc.com. And God bless those that are leaving. God bless you, please. Nine to noon every Sunday right here on 1360khnc.com. So, we're going to be back for hour number two in a little bit. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be very, very encouraged. You are at the right place at the right time. Are you prepared for a power outage? Never be left in the dark again. Wagner Electric has proudly partnered with Generac to provide long-lasting generators for your home. We have standalone and portable generators in stock now. So give us a call for a free estimate at 970 800 
1-800-242-3693. If you are constructing or upgrading your home, trust our expert electricians to take care of your home the first time. We offer services for anything from wiring an unfinished basement to wiring a newly built pole barn. Your electrical system is the heartbeat of your home. So don't risk it and give us a call today to get started at 970-800-3693 or visit us at wagnerelectricco.com. We are located off Highway 85 in Greeley at 1517 2nd Avenue. Wagner Electric sets the standard. Reasons to own gold, number 175. Universal basic income, where the government just gives people money because they won't be able to live and provide for their families because the dollar has been devalued beyond comprehension while never admitting to inflation. Prosperity never comes from the printing press. Call the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592 or visit our website at allamericangold.com. This is Rick Rodriguez, host of The Present Truth, Monday through Friday, 2 to 3. Topics, American World Hegemony, The New World Order, Secret Societies, One World Religion, Weather Warfare, International Wars, Transhumanism. Join me, 1360 KHNC. Wagner Electric has the generator to meet your needs. Call now for a free estimate, 970-800-3693. We have everything from standalone generators to portable generators in stock. There is also financing available. We also have an outstanding service department that will offer anything from wiring a pole barn to wiring in new smart switches to create a smart home, as well as electrical inspections. Please call us at 970-800-3693. Or visit us at our website at wagnerelectricco.com. We are located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley. Wagner Electric. Living Sharp is a lifestyle here at TVBs. You need to look sharp, carry sharp, and most importantly, be sharp. Let us show you how sharp it can be today. We're pushing ourselves to take as many walk-ins at both locations, but if we can't squeeze you in, we'll make a convenient appointment for you. Give us a call at 970-617-2158 for our Loveland location located at 4th and Garfield or in Mead at 720-745-0783 on the southeast corner of Highway 66 and I-25. If you're tech savvy, hit us up on Tommy'sBarbersAndBlades.com and as always, live sharp. KHNC, it's your boy Bucky. So glad to be back with my friends, Steve and Mike from the Ramsey Auto Group. I bought a truck from them about, gosh, seven months ago, and it has been a fantastic process. They have done everything they can to give me the VIP experience and make sure that I'm taken care of. I will never go anywhere else for a vehicle, and I recommend that you don't either. The Ramsey Auto Group in Greeley. 6175 West 10th Street, 970-443-5654. Come in and take a look, see what we've got, see what we have that'll fit you. Hey, 1360 fans, Tika here with Serenity Painting. Did you know that we also offer concrete, framing, drywall, and much more? For a free estimate, call us at 970-978-9565. Mention 1360 and receive 15% off any construction service and or free upgrade to lifetime warranty paint with a seven-year labor warranty included. Call us today at 970-978-9565. 
As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach Urban Survival Training course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the Rev at 303-809-3343. That's 303-809-3343. Hey, folks, as a CBD user, I can attest to its effectiveness. And now my kind CBD products are available at the station. You'll see tinctures, salves, lotions, creams, coffee, cocoa, tea, and much more. You'll even find CBD retinol cream. KHNC also carries my kind pet products, including shampoo and tincture, allowing your best friend to enjoy the same benefits of CBD that you do. The best prices, the best quality, and all THC free. My kind CBD, CBD as nature intended it. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont, or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. Hey, Sharp Community members, this is Tommy with Tommy's Barbers and Blades. We're reaching out to you guys to let you know that we're in need of a barber or stylist at our Mead location on Highway 66 and I-25. If you're a seasoned pro or know someone who's great, give us a ring at 720-745-0783 or stop in and talk to us. We're looking for you. Again, that's 720-745-0783. Hi, this is Ron Tafoya, owner and operator of New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners. Men's clothing to women's fashions, we clean it all. Give us a call with all your cleaning questions. If we don't clean it, we might have a solution. We have two locations to serve you in Severance and Fort Collins. Please call us at 970-775-0623. 970-775-0623. Accidents can happen at any time in any place. Preparing ourselves is critical to being able to respond with confidence. Serious bleeding events are scary, but having bleed stop handy can give you the edge. Just pour it directly in the wound and apply direct pressure Clotting happens in seconds. KHNC listeners get 20% off on the products listed. Visit the KHNC website and hit the Bleed Stop button. That's the KHNC website and hit the Bleed Stop button.
Welcome back to Hour 2 of today's Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. And the uh, every Sunday, 9 to noon, right here on 1360KHNC.com. For those that are tuning in late, the podcast of the first hour is on 1360KHNC.com. My contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. In the first hour, I'm talking about the importance of the giftings that Paul mentions in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The, baptism, the, the giftings that are very important. They're vital for the Christians today because we're going into the hardest time that the world has ever known. God's ways never change. In the Old Testament, there were miracles, signs. God performed great feats of power. And in the time in which we live, nothing has changed. During the time of the apostles, when Christ was here, and the, the time following with the apostles, Paul, Peter, James, Jude, John, nothing changed. God's ways didn't change. There were miracles after Christ had left, after he ascended through the apostles. Miracles, uh, there were healings. These ways of God never change. And in the time in which we live, especially here in the United States of America and the evangelical churches, what God planned for the time in which we live is right here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The gifts that God has given His people for warfare. Important giftings. All of these giftings mentioned in chapter 12 are for the common good of the Christians and mankind as God would have you work. I finished with the, uh, the gift of miracles in the last hour. And You'll have to go back to the podcasts for the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry, Hour 1, again on 1360KHNC.com. I'm going to resume with the next gift. So there was the, the uh, gift of miracles. Then there's the ability, the gift of prophecy, to prophesy, to speak to people, to tell them what's to come prophecies. Uh, there have been people who have prophesied to my wife and I, to my children. They had the gift of prophecy. They would tell us things, what God had intended for us in the future, and we were careful to make sure that the people that would speak these words of prophecy to us, that we could trust them. And this is one of the ways that God does speak to his people. 
I remember telling you the story. I had never, I was 25 years old. I'm sorry, 27. Didn't plan to get married. I was actually 26, sorry. I didn't plan to get married, but one day on a Sunday night, a brother told me, Brother, if you don't meet the Lord, if you don't get married, you can't continue with the Lord. And I laughed hysterically. Uh, we bunked together in the same room. We were working construction. And I laughed hysterically. And for about two, two, three minutes, I couldn't stop laughing. And the other, the other bunk, bunk mates were laughing too. They thought it was hysterical. They didn't know what they were laughing at, but they knew I was laughing. And so they were laughing because I was laughing. I finally said, Ed, I said, that's a good one. I said, that's good, man. And he's sleeping in the bunk above me. And I said, Ed, Ed, uh, did you mean what you just said? And he, his head fell over like a, like a, <laughs> I mean, his head was, his head was just swinging. And he said, I don't know, brother. Did I? And it startled me. And I, I thought about that for 10 minutes and finally I dozed off. In the morning, he's drinking coffee, coffee getting ready for work. And he just put sugar in the coffee and he was stirring it with a spoon. And I remember what he had said the night before. I'd already forgotten. I said, hey, Ed. And I started laughing. I said, last night, when you said that if I don't get married, I can't go on with the Lord. And I'm laughing because that's nothing's going to stop me from going on with the Lord. And I said, did you mean that? And he stopped stirring the coffee and he looked me right in the eyes. He said, I don't know, brother. Did I? And it startled me and it literally made me stop still and that was in April I was married five months later God just arranged everything the gift of prophecy that's just one time um I'll give you more examples. I know this has happened to you, probably. I uh, There's a brother by the name of Jonathan Hansen. He had come to Denver. I, I ruptured a disc in 1994. I ruptured a disc. And uh, I couldn't, basically for 30 days, I couldn't do anything but lay on a couch in our basement. And eventually, uh, I had a family, the family pastors pray for me, and the Lord healed me to a degree. I was able to get back up and move once again. Well, Jonathan Hansen had come to Denver. There was a ministry downtown Denver, and he operated in the giftings of the Spirit, words of knowledge, words of wisdom and after the meetings were over on the last day we'd gone I think four nights that I wanted him to pray for me because I still had a little discomfort in my back and honest honest my wife and I we followed tried to follow him around for two hours and every time the line would dwindle down and we'd be the next in line because we were the last in line, he would walk away and go to another group 
and he's he spends another 30 minutes with that group and just we're in line when he gets to us he walks away to another group we couldn't believe this and now it's late in the night it's 10 30 11 o'clock and he's still ministering to people and we're in the in the final line and there was a brother uh at, who worked with jonathan and his name was uh phil coog i think was his last name and, you know, pretty much the place is vacated. My wife and I, I'm still following him around, trying to to have him pray for me for the discomfort in my back. Phil Coog, that was his name. And uh, Phil just finally came up and was just visiting with us. And I told him, I said, well, brother, every time we get to the end of the, everybody in front of us, Jonathan has talked to everybody. And then when it's our turn, he walks away. He goes, well. Okay, well, Jonathan finished praying for somebody, and Phil brought us up and told us that he, he told Jonathan, well, you, this, this brother, every time he's ready to be prayed for, you walk away. And so Jonathan just looked at me, and I think he laid hands on my wife. I don't, yeah, I think he did, and she fell over like a sack of beans. Not really. She just kind of went to the ground and she laid there. And she'd never had that happen to her before, if I remember correctly. And I was thinking, well, maybe he'll do that to me. But he, he took about two or three steps back and he just crossed his arms and he looked at me. And he says, so what, what do you need prayer for? And I told him about my back, how I'd ruptured. I had bulged the disc, then I ruptured the disc. And he's just looking at me, and he says, he says, brother, all you need to do is lay your hands on your back. God has given you the faith to lay your hands on your body and pray, and you'll be healed. And I thought, well, well, amen. I, I knew that. I just never, nobody had ever verbalized it to me that way. I said, okay, all right. And he turned around and walked away. And so what I did is I, laid hands on my back, and prayed for myself, and I began to function. That was in 1999, 98. I've been, the, the, the disc is still gone. Between bone and bone, it's still there, but I can still play football, basketball, all these things. I'm kidding, of course. No, I, I, I'm careful. I'm not... You know, I don't want to tempt the Lord. But these words of prophecy, this is necessary. Many of you in this audience, I know you've had people speak words of prophecy to you. And you know how powerful they are. There are those in the audience that have never had anyone speak maybe anything other than negative things and uh, things that would hurt you. Uh, you know, basically uh, destroy you. But then there are those people that have the integrity to speak truly what the Holy Spirit says, and you do well. I don't seek these words. I don't intentionally go out looking for a word. I let the Lord pick the word and who is going to present it, present it, and when it is going to be presented. 
I let the Holy Spirit make that decision. You see, I don't trust myself. I'm not seeking anything that I know that God is not involved in. But I do respect the people that have that gift, that speak to me, and have given me great words. They have been, I have used them. They're very powerful. So, gifts of people that have the word of prophecy. Then, the next ability, Paul says, is that there are people in verse 10. He gives people the ability to know the difference between good and evil, or the gift of discernment, or somebody that has the ability to distinguish what is God, what is not God. These gifts of discernment are very, very important. We all have abilities of discernment. We have the scripture, we have our conscience, and we do have discernment. But there is an ability called the gift of discernment. It is a supernatural, it is beyond just the natural discernment. I uh, have many examples of the, the uh, using the gift of discernment on, on things that can be negative. Uh, for example, I have a friend, and he did some work for an individual down in Denver, and he ran into nothing but trouble, problem after problem after problem. So I told him one day we were having coffee. We were having a cheeseburger. And he said, um, he told me about this. I said, hey, I said, brother, when you took this job, he did janitorial, uh, things of that nature, uh, ozone treatments for furniture that's been in smoke. I said, did you pray and ask the Lord if you should have taken that uh, job? And he said, no. I said, man, I said, with my business, I always pray to make sure that I have the permission from the Lord to take this job or that job. And if he tells me, no, don't take it, then I just, I don't. I said, did you know that this individual is a witch and a powerful witch? And this is before he really started to get into that world that I've been a part of to understand this, but I knew instinctively, and he, he started figuring, figuring it out, and he said, "I now that you say that, I, I do believe, and I said, no, 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 she is, and um, he was saying, well, what do I do? I said, well, we're just going to begin to pray, and we began to pray, and he was able, of all the contractors, he was able to get his money, paid for the time that he put in, and he eventually uh, was able to uh, be free of that contract. Discernment. There is another time I'm in Vegas with a good friend of mine. His name is Alex Romano. He's Italian. He's done ministry there in Vegas for years. We went to a McDonald's to have a cheeseburger. This was a long time ago. And we're talking about spiritual things, and all of a sudden these three young men came over, and one of the three stopped and said, Hey, 
you guys are Christians. And I've told the story before. You guys are Christians, yeah? And we started talking, and Alex started visiting with him. And then within about three minutes, we're kind of getting into a little bit of a of a uh, doctrinal, you know, a gentle, dis- not a dispute, just they're just n- not in agreement. And I'm looking at this kid, and the Lord told me right away, he's not even a Christian. He's not a Christian. And I waited for the opportunity. I said, I said, hey, hey, listen, uh, I have a question for you. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah. And he was a Bible scholar. He knew it all. This kid was, he was pretty sharp. He knew the scripture. He'd been reading the Bible. And he was right on top of it. I said, yeah, I have a question. He goes, yeah. I said, uh, has Jesus Christ come in the flesh? And he stood straight up. And he took a step backwards and he says, no. I said, Jesus Christ didn't come in the flesh? No. No. And he got kind of angry and he walked off. And Alex was shocked. He says, brother, how did you know that? And I said, well, I just knew. Discernment. This is the gift that God gives his children for the common good of the body and for us individually. I have to have that discernment in my world. It's important. And uh, I'll give you one more example. I've told this before too. I have many examples, but this friend of mine in Vegas, uh, we were on the radio station KKVV. It's a Saturday. I came in to pay my bill. And there was a brother that had a three-hour program, nine to noon, and he had a couple of, a couple in there. And I came in and I walked by the window to the broadcast room, and he saw me and he waved his hand and he flagged me to come in. And I I said, no, no, I don't want to disturb you. Got your program. I was kind of signing to him from outside the window, but he kept wave flagging me to come in. So I finally came in, and. Uh, we went to a little bit of a break, and he said, Hey, I want you to sit in. Sit in. He said, We've never been able to visit, and I want you to be part of the program. I said, All right. So I'm looking at this husband and wife sitting across from me, and we're talking, and he asked me the question, Do you believe a Christian can have demons? And I uh, looked at the couple across from me, trying to read their expression. The guy was holding his breath. The girl was quizzing. Quiz, uh, she had a quiz, a quizzical look on her face. And I told him, I said, uh, yeah, of course. It's in the scripture. So you believe Christians can have demons? I said, sure. It can be demonly, demonly uh, affected, influenced to various degrees, even to the point of full demon possession. And we had a great conversation. Well, that's not generally, you know, most Christians will think, no, once you meet the Lord, the demons leave. No, 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 no. You meet the Lord, you're eternally saved. The demons are still there. There has to be some uh, deliverance. These demons have to be told, leave. You gave them permission to come in and occupy your soul. You've got to make a decision. You don't want them there anymore. and You've got to tell them you must go. So, then, 
A few years later, I find out that this brother and his wife had lived with this good friend of mine, Ron Perry, which I've talked about him because he's been on the programs here a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago, right before the holidays. And he had lived with Ron. He and his wife had lived with Ron for about a year. Ron tells me the story later that he didn't talk to this guy, Paul was his name, one time in that year and a half. Finally, when Paul and his wife were basically getting out on their own, they were having a struggling financially, Paul went up to brother to, to Ron Perry and said, You know, Ron, I've been with you in your home at your dinner table for a year and a half, or for a year, and you've never once said hi to me. I just want to know why. You've never talked to me. And Ron just looked at him and says, Because I didn't want to. And I told brother, I told Ron, I said, what did he say? He just blinked, turned around and walked away. I said, you didn't talk to him one time? He goes, no. He said, the Lord gave me no permission to say anything to him. Well, eventually, we see him at a camp meeting in in Delta, Colorado. This is 2011. And Saturday meeting, at lunch, we're sitting, having a lunch. We'd had the morning meeting. We had the Friday night meeting. And we're going to have the afternoon meeting around 3. Then we'll have an evening meeting about 7. But we're having lunch. And I'm looking for a place to sit. And I went over and sat down at this table with this kid sitting there. No, he wasn't a kid. He was, he was 45, 50. And I sat down and we're talking. And... Uh, he says, so how do you know Ron? I said, well, I was on the station there in Vegas. And I'm looking at this guy, and I, he looks vaguely familiar. And then I put it together. This was the guy on the Saturday sitting across from me at the table at the station there and his wife. His wife was a believer. Had been with that little Pentecostal church for years since she was little. And I'm looking at him, and I recognized him. And I said, didn't you live in Vegas? He goes, yeah. I said, do you remember being on Brother Thompson's program on a Saturday? He goes, yeah. Were you there? And I said, yeah, I was sitting across the table from you. And he kind of ignored it and kept eating. And we didn't say anything for a couple of minutes. And finally he said, so you travel with Brother Perry? I said, I do. He goes, well, so what do you do? And I'm asking the Lord, how do I answer this? And I'm going to go to a break in just a second, but I'll try to finish this story. I will. And I said, well, I said, what I do is when I go into assemblies, I, uh, Lord has given me the gift to find out who in the assemblies are in the occult. Well, he sat straight up. He says, you can't do that. I said, what do you mean? He goes, no, you can't, you can't go into assembly and see who's in the occult. I said, oh, you don't think so? He says, no. I said, well, I'm going to tell you that I go into many ministries and I can see the people that look like Christians, but they're not Christians. They're just in name only. They're nominal Christians or they're involved in the occult. And I'm talking to him because he's in the occult. He's a new ager. He's into the new agey stuff. And he just stared at me. 
And he was shocked. I said, so that's what I do. I said, I go in to assemblies like today, and I can see these people that are involved in the other kingdom. He froze up, stood up, walked away, didn't see him the rest of that weekend. This is the way it is. So for you fundamentalists, and even you Pentecostals, and you in the churches that don't believe that these giftings are important, I'm explaining to you how relevant, how important, how necessary they are. I'm instructing you, do not dismiss the importance of these gifts that Paul's talking about. Don't be like the Corinthians. Don't be uh, the type of individual that you don't just because you don't you don't you're not you haven't been around it. It's not important. We'll be back for the sec- second half in just a few minutes. You're still looking good. I'm still feeling good. You know, I've got all your MyPillow products. Mattress topper, bed sheets, MyPillows, towels, slippers, blankets, sleepwear. Dog whoa, bed. whoa, Charles. Everyone now can get MyPillow products at huge discounts at MyPillow.com. That's right. Now's the time to go to MyPillow.com. Use your promo code KHNC to take advantage of our three-in-one sale. We're bringing you exciting new products, overstock specials, and closeout deals you won't find anywhere else. For example, when you buy one of our brand new MyPillow 2.0s, you get another one absolutely free. And with our overstock sale, you save 50% on our luxurious Giza Dream bed sheets. That's as low as $29.99 for the best sheets ever. And with our biggest closeout special, you get our all-season slippers for only $35 or our sandals and slides for just $25. Quantities are limited, and once they're gone, they're gone. Use your promo code KHNC. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, happy day. When Jesus walked. Oh, when he walked. And as I continue to go into the balance of this hour, I'm taking my time. I don't want to, I want to be thorough. I don't want to just fill in time. I want you to, to give you, give you experiences on how God works through these giftings, how important it is. I know that many of you have listened to other pastors through the years that use these abilities, and but there's a new, uh, maybe new listeners that need to that have never heard this. They need to know. Then also, it's important uh, as I explain things. I, you know, there's the word of knowledge, or I'll put it this way. In the scripture, you can, the teachings on, for example, being born again. There are teachings on having eternal life. The scriptures that all talk about when you receive Christ, your sins are forgiven. So that's one of the teachings. You are a new creature, a new creation. A new individual in Christ, that's a teacher, that's a teaching. 
So there's the knowledge of the Christian world, but then there is the experience. Then, with the teachings of being born again and receiving eternal life, a new life, the life of Christ, then you have to have the experience. The teaching is one thing, the experience is another. I can tell you about the giftings, but to experience them, that's different. But I can give you my testimony, and with the testimony, there are things that you can relate to. This is what God wants for His children. All of His children have a, at some point in their lives, they have a experience of the other world, whether it be demons, people who you can sense have something about them, an aura, something spiritually, darkness. You experience this, and this is the experience of life. Now, I'm going to give you another example of the gift of discernment. Like I just mentioned in the last half hour, that the Lord gave me this gift to be able to go into assemblies, to be around people, and I have the discernment to know if something is there from the other kingdom. Like, example, in this, in the churches in America, there are very powerful men in the pulpit that Christians believe are Christians and they are not Christians. They have every, it appears as if they are Christians, they speak the Christian lingo, they are very, very influential, they have big ministries, but they're not Christians. They are just like Satan, appearing like an angel of light. They are men who live, you think, a righteous life, but they're in the occult. In the Catholic churches, there are those priests that are members of the kingdom of darkness. They serve Satan. In the Lutheran churches, Episcopalian, the Anglican, the Protestant, every one of these assemblies don't think that there isn't, there aren't pastors that have gone through these sem, these sem, se, uh, seminar, uh, the the uh, seminaries that have trained to be pastors, and you swear they are, and they're not. They're the devil's children. Paul talked about these type of people in the book of Ephesians, or in the book of Acts, telling the churches in Ephesians, when I leave, you're going to have these wolves. They're not true born-again people, but they're very intelligent, they're very cunning, they rule, they operate under the power of Satan, and they're going to deceive you. And he warned them, because he knew that even though he'd been with them for about three years, he knew they still didn't quite have that maturity to know what he was talking about. Many of you, as I'm discussing this with you, 
you have a mental knowledgeably you have a knowledgeable mental or or mentally you're going to be knowledgeable about what I'm saying because of my testimony but you can go into an assembly and you won't have the discernment you need to see who's sitting right next to you that's not even in the Christian that's not even in the Christian family they're actually in the kingdom of darkness so I have a a friend and we were years together off and on and he had a ministry a very big ministry and um, he's very gifted very talented and he made some mistakes and he eventually with the big ministry that he had he had to give it up because he and his wife had conflict she wanted a husband she didn't want a pastor well the Lord says that in marriage we have to be careful that we're equally yoked and he didn't in a sense he didn't pay attention to that initially he wasn't equally yoked with the woman that he married that is a big problem that can mean devastating problems it costs men their ministries because they married the wrong individual this is just one example I'm telling you about I know of others the same where because they had been talked into uh, there were people that wanted to see the husband this individual marry a person of their liking and they get married and it's the wrong person it happens all the time for you young people presently you be careful because you may be set on getting married and you're going to marry the individual you want to marry for the wrong reasons and vice versa same with you young girls be very careful when I finally was told by this brother that if I didn't get married I couldn't go on with the Lord I know myself I don't trust myself I wasn't even planning I wasn't looking even though I'd been given that word that I'd have to get married I was going to have to get married to go on with the Lord I just was so I don't trust myself I don't trust my judgment and it was literally the hand of God that eventually led me to my wife and I proposed under the power of the Holy Spirit I don't have time for that testimony I've told it before <clears throat> so this individual he uh, uh, divorces his wife against the counsel of the elders of the church he should have listened but he was so done with fighting to minister the way God had ordained him to minister fighting with the individual that he should never have married they weren't in the same wavelength they were unequally yoked he as a strong bull she is a calf who's never going to grow up she didn't care for the things of God 
She cared for the things of this life. She wanted a husband who would take care of her, a husband who would love her, treat her tenderly. Well, every woman wants that. But the thing is this, in the Christian, in Christ, Paul explains in 1 Corinthians the matter of marriage. He goes into it with who? The Christians, with the evangelical churches of America. Paul was writing to us today that First and Second Corinthians are to the evangelical apostate living in the flesh, living in the soul, living in the natural will, living in the, in the natural Christians, living in everything naturally, not spiritually minded, carnally minded Christians in the evangelical churches of America. Read First and Second Corinthians. It's written to the evangelical churches in America. Though it was written to the Corinth, churches of Corinth, it was written to we in Laodicea, in Revelation chapter 3. The Laodicean churches of America, the evangelical churches, charismatic, Pentecostal, fundamental churches of America. And he's counseling the churches of America through the Corinthians what you need to, to do to make sure, assure that who you marry is the right individual. If you don't know, you better be careful. We're so late in the game, I would say right now, to young men, young women, you might reconsider. Because it says that this coming Antichrist who's coming from America, he's going to basically destroy the bride and the groom. He's going to separate them. You can be married, but you're not going to be together. It's in Jeremiah 51, I believe it is. I should, I should, let me, let me check just a second. Because I want, I want you to know the verses. For those who are getting married here in uh, Jeremiah 51, talking about Cyrus of Persia, but it's also talking about the time in which we live and what is going to happen in America in the land of the coming Antichrist. So, in verse 20, So you, Cyrus of Persia, soon to conquer Babylon, you're my battle axe. You're the maul. You're the weapon of war. With you, I'm going to break a nation, the nations in pieces. With you, I will destroy kingdoms. This is talking about the time in which we live. Verse 21, I will break in pieces the horse and his rider. With you, I will break in pieces the chariot and the charioteer. With you, I will break in pieces man and woman. With you, I will break in pieces old man and youth. With you, I will break in pieces young man and maiden. For those that are thinking about getting married, I'm telling you that you will marry and you will be separated. I know this is discouraging. I haven't been called to encourage. I've been called to warn the churches, the people of God, about the time that we're in. When war is coming, the watchmen and the people who have been put in positions to warn God's children, they have to warn the children regardless of whether they like it or not. 
Verse 23, with you I'll break in pieces the shepherd and his flock. So you own the business? Antichrist is going to break it. With you I'll break in pieces the farmer and his yoke of oxen. You farmers. With you I'll break in pieces governors and commanders. The structure of of the uh, way of government, the way it is right now in America, is going to be broken. It's going to change. It's going to be completely different than it's than it is presently. Verse 24. And I will completely repay Babylon and the inhabitants of Chaldea for all the evil that they have done in Zion. Before your very eyes I will do it, says the Lord. And then the Lord says in verse 25, I am against you, you destroying mountain, which is burning out, who is ending, who is exhausted, who will be as barren and desolate as an extinct, as an extinct volcano. This is not talking about ancient Babylon. This is talking about America in the future. You who would destroy the whole earth. This is talking about Antichrist, who his objective is to destroy the whole earth. I will stretch out my hand over and against you, roll you down from the burnt crags and make you a burnt out mountain of combustive fires. So, this is who the Lord is talking about. Now I'm going to go back to Corinthians. I'm going to tell you this story. Another story about the gift of discernment. This friend, he divorces. He doesn't listen to the the men around him that helped him build this great, great work, great assembly. And he divorces. Well, it cost him more than just a marriage. It cost him financially, too. But eventually he remarries. And... That was another mistake. He married the, uh, uh, an individual that was not equally yoked with him. And the disaster continues. And I had heard about this friend from a distance through the years. And I just watched the progressive progression of destruction. I couldn't believe it. Nobody wanted to talk to him. He was kind of a leper outcast, no one, I mean, he went from being very well known, prominent, to basically no one wanted to even be around him. Well, eventually, through the sovereign hand of God, the goodness of God, the mercy of God, he does meet the third wife. And she the two of them, when I met her, I, I didn't know her. I did meet them at a get-together. And I knew there was a match. I knew there was a match. It was too bad. Two previous wives, no match. This is why marriage is so important. Now, I'm going to tell you who are mismatched in your marriage. Whether you, as an individual, a sister... You've married the wrong man. Or you, you brother, you've married the wrong wife. Well, if you are truly both born again, you have everything going for you. Because by the power of the Holy Spirit, 
God can work it out. God can work it for good. If if you will allow Him, if not, well, Paul says you can separate. You're not to divorce. You can separate and live apart. You cannot remarry. And if you can work it out, get back together for the sake of, if you have children, for their sake, for your sake, this is the time right now where, like the proverb says, we, you know, when it's cold out, somebody that's sleeping alone, uh, it's hard for them to be warm in the natural. And if a man fall, it's hard for that individual to get up if there's no one there to, unless there's someone there to help him. So there's an advantage to even if you can't get along, pray, 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 and God, if your hearts are right, He will perform the miracles and you will truly fall in love. And it's going to take on both parts, on each side. Uh, there's this little thing called taking the cross. In other words, taking your nature and nailing it to the cross. Taking what you are by nature, hateful or arrogant, unyielding, proud, whatever your nature may be. This is what Christ does. You have to bring it to Him. And by His Spirit, He takes the power out of it. You nail it to the cross. And He takes the power out of it. And eventually, He replaces it with humility. He replaces it with the desire to yield, to obey. This is what God does. The power of the cross. You get crossed out and Christ grows within. And I read a book years ago. Famous marriages in the couple. Uh, famous marriages in the Bible. And stories about uh, people who... The parents, it used to be that the parents picked the spouse. That they, uh, For their son, they'll pick the wife. Or for the wife, the parents will pick a husband. The godly people. And they generally have a pretty good sense of who's going to match their child. But sometimes they make a mistake. You have two people that do not match. But they don't love each other. There's conflict. But through prayer, through pay prayer, eventually, years down the road, the, this couple are so madly in love with one another because they had yielded to the Lord that you can't separate them. You can't separate them. And should one pass away before the other, the grief is almost unbearable. I'm just saying... This is the power. Here in the Laodicean churches of America, in the evangelical churches, this is the power that Paul talks about. There is no power. There is no power with the Christians. No power to, to just gruel it out. I shouldn't use the word gruel. There is no power to let the Holy Spirit work, to give the Holy Spirit time, to seek Him, to, to let Him do what He does through the power of His Holy Spirit. 
we're in a hard time. Young people, you better make sure that whoever you think is right for you, you better pray, and then when you're finished praying, and you know, you better put a knife to your throat and pray some more. And then when you finally get to the point where you know that you know that you know, uh, put the knife to your throat again and pray some more until you absolutely have the mind to Christ. And until that point, you better not make a commitment. So this friend, now the third marriage, and it is a match, but the damage has been done. And when I began to visit with him after all these years, I didn't know what to tell him. I didn't know what to say. But then eventually, uh, he, I told him, we were having dinner, lunch, and I told him, I said, I don't care about your past. I don't care. I, I don't want to know. It's none of my business. I'm concerned about you. I had a baptism of love for you. I saw you. I began to weep. It wasn't me naturally. It was the Holy Spirit. I realized what Satan had done to you, and my heart was breaking for you. And I realized the great love that God had for you. And and uh, I have nothing, because he thought I'd come to maybe uh, reprimand him. I said, no. I We agreed to have lunch. We're just going to have lunch. I didn't. I have no preconceived anything. I have no plans, no motives. Lunch, that's it. We're going to sit down, have dinner, lunch. And we cried. We were at a Denny's, and we, we literally cried tears into our food. And we just sat there weeping. I'm weeping for him. He's weeping. Uh, he realizes, you know, just... He, he thought I had come to be malicious. And the people around us, they thought maybe somebody, maybe we were brothers and the father or the mother had died. And they were pretty, pretty shocked. The waiter didn't even come over to visit us to see if we needed anything. Eventually, I think out of a dinner, a good dinner, we might have had a few sips of water. I don't remember eating anything. I remember crying. Then we get together a second time. We get together a third time. And I told him the first time, I said, Listen, I don't care about your past. I don't care. I don't care what happened. But if you want to tell me, that's up to you. But I'm not asking. If you're not telling, amen. And about the third time we got together, and I'm going to have to wait to continue in the next hour. So now you're on your, uh, you're, you're going to want to hear the rest of the story. So, for those that are leaving, God bless you. May God open your eyes to the importance of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the gifts that God has given you for your future. We'll be back for the final hour. Rick Rodriguez. Reasons to Own Gold. Brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group at allamericangold.com. Reason number 647. Most people don't even know that the courts have already ruled. Once money is deposited into the bank, the bank owns the money, 
and the depositor is merely an unsecured creditor of the bank, which means if the bank goes under, you get paid last. After the financial crisis, instead of breaking up too big to fail, the government and the Federal Reserve created Dodd-Frank and made too big to fail banks even bigger while putting your deposits more at risk. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. To learn more, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592. You can buy gold just about anywhere in the world from all kinds of different dealers. So why do you use the Patriot Trading Group? 20 years of service, just like that. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, just like that. Lowest prices, just like that. No solicitation, just like that. Buying or selling, just like that. For all your gold and silver needs, call the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592, just like that. J.D. here. Join me as I take my A-10 Warthog radio show into the swamp to do battle with the political and propagandist cockroaches and swamp creatures. Saturdays, noon to one. Hey, folks. Larry Elder here. The rumors are true. KHNC listeners are loving Y-Refi. They're investing in a secure, collateralized portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or to the Fed. A portfolio where you know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. Your interest is compounded daily, you're paid monthly, and there are no fees. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. And get this, there is no loss of principal if you ever need your money back. Eldorados, you got to get in touch with Y-Refi. I've met with them personally, and take it from me, the great Eldersky, they are trustworthy, honest, and you can earn a fixed rate of return up to 10.25%. Just go to investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then R-E-F-Y.com, or call 888-Y-REFI-24. Click on investyrefi.com or call 888-Y-REFI-24. You will be glad you did. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Hi, this is Riley with Saddle Up in Gilcrest, Colorado. We are a Western saddle and tack shop, and we carry all the tried and true cowboy and equine brands in the industry. We carry brands such as McCall, Martin, and Billy Cook. We also carry a variety of horse tack items like saddle pads, head stalls, and much more. Visit our website to check out our whole catalog or visit us in store, 303-772-7821. Again, 303-772-7821. Hey guys, Tommy with Revo Knives. Wanted to let you know that we're bringing our knives laser engraved here for 1360 KHNC. You can pick them up at 2 South Parish Avenue here in Johnstown at their radio station. They're laser engraved with their logo. We're really proud to partner with them and have our Revo Knives on display, all for you guys to carry with your EDC rotation. Certainly can't underestimate the quality or the value you get for the money. Stop by and see them today or pick one up at RevoKnives.com. The Tree Farm's early spring tree and shrub sale now through Mother's Day. See what's on sale at thetreefarm.com. Choose from thousands of shade trees, evergreen trees, fruit trees, and more. And the Tree Farm has thousands of white, pink, or red flowering trees, including spring snow, fruitless crabapple, and a lot more. And you always get free professional loading. The Tree Farm's early spring tree and shrub sale now through Mother's you Day. Come see. You to exit 235, then five miles west to... 
Country Farm. White Dove Healing Arts, after 33 years of service to the community of natural homeopathic liquid herbal formulas, invites you to call us for a spring health enhancement experience. Call 303-828-4439. First is a quantum biofeedback analysis via Telemed. Next is a precise remedy personal recommendation protocol to prepare you for a happy, healthy spring and summer 2023. Call 303-828-4439 and speak to Patricia or Diane at our office in Lafayette, Colorado. White Dove Healing Arts. Power surges and lightning bolts can cause damage to your electronic devices. A EMP attack can fry everything, leaving everyone looking like the Flintstones. But don't let that happen. Go to EMPShield.com and enter KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield can keep you secure and running when no one else can. American-made electronic protection. Again, put KHNC in the promo box. EMPShield.com. Tejibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tehebo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word T and then the word club. The complete website is TehiboTeaClub.com or call us at 818-610-8088, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088, TehiboTeaClub.com. Hi, my name is Sam Cheshire. My wife Lisa and I own Build Design America in Longmont, Colorado. We've been in business for over 30 years, offering full-service flooring to Northern Colorado. A few years ago, we started into Kiva Studios. We offer full-service kitchen and bath remodeling, along with a design service. We're located in Longmont at 665 Frontage Road. Our phone number is 303-772-1202. And we also offer free design services. So give us a call, 303-772-1202. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out, 970-776-0258, My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. KHNC is proud to carry my kind CBD products. Products include cocoa, top shelf tinctures, hemp salve, moisturizing lotions, and retinol cream. They also have pet tincture and hemp shampoo for a healthy coat and skin. To see all the CBD products we carry, visit the station at 2 South Parish or check us out online. Go to 1360KHNC.com. Click on the shop button.
Welcome to the hour, the third hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. Contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. And the uh, again, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. Also, for those that are just tuning in for the first and second hour on the uh, Olive Tree site, you can go to the podcast, 1360khnc.com. I'm talking about the giftings in Revelation, I'm sorry, the giftings in, there are some in Revelation too, but in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the gifts that God has given His children so that for the common good of His family. Uh, Paul explained this clearly to the Corinthians. The Corinthians misunderstood what the gifts were. They would use the giftings for their selfish purposes, which is what has happened in this country in the evangelical Christianity uh, in the Pentecostal movement. Within that movement, the gifts have been used by individuals for self selfish purposes, not necessarily always for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. But the giftings weren't given to the body to be used in an impure manner, a selfish manner. They were given to the body of Christ because of the warfare. Through the ages, through time, and especially for our present time. And I've been spending quite a bit of time on the gift of discernment and giving you testimonies of the gift of discernment, why it's important. Through that gift, you can see how the devil has destroyed uh, lives of people. You can see, or I, I have used this to look at assemblies that I've been a part of to see who in those assemblies are in the occult. Pastors that are actually on the pulpit. Uh, ministry teams. Uh, the, uh, the, music, the music team. Uh, there's no way that all of these individuals there in the music team on the stage is even born again. Some aren't even born again. The music teams, they get a good drummer, they get a good guitar player, that are not even Christians. And these people, they use those abilities in rituals with devil worship. And here, because the pastors don't have any discernment, these people are in these assemblies, big assemblies, all through the front range here in northern Colorado, big ministries that have been there for a long time, have been infiltrated by these nominal Christians in name only and by devil worshippers, people in the occult. And no one knows it, and for the most part, maybe they don't care. They're, just as long as they get the crowd in on Sunday, 
That's all they care about. Get the crowd in. Get the collection plates going out. Fund the programs. Pay the bills. That's what America has come to. This is why we are just like the Corinthian churches. The churches in Corinth. This is why evangelical Christianity can be likened to the Corinthian churches. Now, I was telling a story about a friend who was a pastor, well-known, and the third marriage is a success, but the damage is done, and he has no friends, and uh, I agree. I didn't know how to even talk to him. I finally had to tell him he I, I told him at our third get-together, I said, you know, brother, I said, I've heard, I've heard all, this, all this talk. I think it was actually the first gathering, the first time we had lunch together. I've heard all the talk. I don't know what's true. I don't know what's tr- untrue. I don't care. Uh, we'll just start with a clean slate. The Lord told me to just have lunch with you. And by the third luncheon we were we were very we were very uh, I don't know I loved him he loved me we were just we just enjoyed being together and then I began to tell him did you know that you'd been infiltrated in your assembly by devil worshipers and he was shocked and he said yes and I just nodded he said how did you know that? And I said, well, I, I just knew. He said, how did you know? I said, well, I just knew. He says, well, did somebody tell you? And I said, no. He said, well, how did you know? Because I have the gift of discernment. And God has trained me in that world. And then he tells me that he had been infiltrated and he was being cursed In fact, I told him what happened, and he confirmed it all. This is why the gifts are so necessary, especially now. Because this type of gifting is necessary in the body of Christ. Most of the evangelical assemblies are never going to recover from what Satan is going to do, what Satan has already done to destroy them. They're not going to recover. uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, The the pretty boy, what was his name? Uh, He and his wife, Joel Olstein. So many people really have looked up to him. His dad was a pastor. He wasn't called to be a pastor. He's not a pastor. He's a he's a uh, a, a Ted, uh, just a eloquent speaker that looks good. That's all he is. He wasn't called to anything. God didn't call him. But because his dad was a pastor, well, by the will of blood, dad was a pastor, so I'll be a pastor. Many of the big ministries the original 
brother that started the ministries has passed away. Now the children feel that they're the ones to inherit the father's dynasty. No, that's not the way it works in the kingdom of heaven. You have to be called. You have to be ordained. You have to be chosen. God appoints the, the, these that are to be the responsible people in his church. God has that right. Paul the Apostle, he didn't just decide, I'm going to be an apostle. No, he says numerous times, called to be an apostle by the will of God. So he knew he was clear. And there are pastors who have not been called to be into those to be in those positions but because they are trained they're educated they are eloquent Joel Osteen and what's Joel doing now selling a cosmetic line see one thing that didn't change with Joel is this man is driven to make money you know there are those that are probably listening to me that you're offended. You can be offended. I don't care. It's okay. But the thing is, if you can't see who he is, then I can't help you. That revelation comes through the Holy Spirit. Paul, he went into the assemblies and he found men that were doing damaging like Alexander the coppersmith. Paul said, the Lord repay him. Alexander caused Paul a lot of problems. He did a lot to destroy the Apostle Paul. Alexander the coppersmith. There are these type of people who will destroy and try to destroy individuals that are called by the Lord to positions of authority. To, that have been called to uh, minister to God's children. I have nothing to lose by telling you who Joel Olstein is. I've been watching him for years. This guy, uh, you know, 15, 15 years ago, I have friends that were followers of Joel. Why? Because he has an easy message. He has a Corinthian message. The Corinthian church message, nothing deep, nothing that will prick your conscience. He's careful to not to offend. Try to say that to the Apostle Paul. Try to say that to Christ. What did Christ do? He offended the Pharisees, Sadducees, attorneys, the lawyers, the government of his day, and they killed him. They crucified him. He knew it was coming. You know, he went and directly, directly touched their income. He turned over the tables. Don't think he went up to a table and just lightly turned it over. No. He was violent. He was on a rampage. He was upset because here, the house of worship was being used to make revenue. And this is what Joel Olstein was doing. And nobody in the no 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 one 
in positions of authority in this state, in this nation, for the most part, would, would say anything negative about Joel Olstein Because we're civilized. Well, you, you wait and you watch as these prophets of the Holy Spirit that are called to these positions of authority to warn God's children, as they begin to continue to mature, I promise you, these individuals that are in these assemblies that shouldn't be there, they're going, they're, they're, there's going to be some uh, upheaval. God is going to shake what needs to be shaken. He's already started shaking it. How did, how did no man would say anything to Joel Olstein? What did God do? He sent the hurricane. And the hurricane, what man wouldn't do, a tool of God, a hurricane did. Oh, he, Joel Osteen, oh, he didn't like the ridicule. Oh, he didn't like to be called out. He was offended. He was exposed. And what did he do? The test came, the pressure came, the shaking came, and now he's selling cosmetics, he and his wife. Now you see why I say he wasn't called. If he had been called, he would have stood the test. He'd have stood his ground. He would have continued. But no, no, no. Now we see. We see the tree for what it was. It wasn't, it, it was evil. It was an evil tree. <clears throat> and the people that followed him, they have to say and admit, now that they know the truth about Olstein, they have to say, well, uh, I guess I was deceived. I, I would hope they would say that they were deceived. I hope they would admit it. It took a hurricane to bring that man down. But God sent it. God sent it as a tool. And look what happened. He's non-existent. His true colors came out. He was never called to be a pastor. His dad? I've never listened to his dad. I don't know. I'm assuming his dad was. I don't know what kind of uh, fruit his dad had. So eventually, the friend, we were able to work with him. He's a businessman. We were able to pray for him. Pray, laid hands on his business. His business began to prosper. He began to make money. And eventually, uh, the Lord had told me to help him. I had the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Never had such a thing happen to me before. I saw him, and the Spirit of God and the compassion of God was so great that it, I had to weep. I, I couldn't stand and talk to he and his wife. I had to go into a room and weep. And then I came back out, and, and uh, we were having a, a meeting, and... Everybody went into the to the room, and he and his wife sat on chairs to the side of the room. No one sat near him. They were so, two of them, and his wife, too. She was just as big a leper as he was. And I walked in, and I, I saw him sitting over there, and I went over to him, and I just told him, I'm so glad, brother, so glad, I'm so happy to see you. And the baptism of love came upon me again. I had to leave the room and go outside to weep. I've never had that before, and I told a good friend that 
we knew, many people knew this brother. I had to tell him the story. I had the baptism of love. The Holy Spirit fell upon me, and that baptism was love. And I couldn't, my heart ached. I, I did everything that I could possibly do to help him in any way I could. This is the way it is with many of you who have maybe missed the mark. The baptism, God willing, someone will send someone to you that has had the baptism of love to help you, to encourage you, to help you, to still in Christ be profitable, still in Christ to give glory to Him. You know, uh, he who sins much, his God is gracious like you cannot imagine, and that individual can glorify the Lord. So we have to be careful when we judge people. We're not to do it. So those are the examples I'll give you. I have more, but with the gift of discernment. The gift of discernment. The ability to know good and evil. Again, then, to finish out, Paul talks about the gifts of languages or tongues. These are languages. His, the, the, the Latin or uh, German, Russian, English, Chinese, and all the dialects, dialects of that, that one uh, nation. Interpretation of the languages. It's not a ba 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 this or that. No. To be in, to be able to interpret languages and to speak in these languages, which is a ecstatic utterance, which is gives you joy. But personally, unless it is used in a proper way in assemblies to speak through the tongues to. Give a word from the Lord to the individuals in that room. And then there has to be somebody that can interpret it. I've told this audience before. I have a friend whose daughters, they speak in tongues. Languages. One daughter was given about a year ago, given a gift, uh, uh, Chinese. I don't know if it was Mandarin or what. She'd never had it before. And she, on the phone, spoke it to her dad. He interpreted. He doesn't have the gift of tongues. He has a gift of interpretation. It's fantastic. It's it's unbelievable. She says, Dad, I've never I've never had this. The Lord just gave this to me. And she was speaking to him in perfect whatever that Mandarin or whatever it was, perfectly. And he was interpreting. It was giving glory to God. Even the gift of tongues. It's not a not a Language that is not understood. It is one of the languages that we would understand. Then you have the person that speaks in tongues, the person that interprets. But all of these are given by the same Spirit. All these things are given by the Spirit for the common good of everybody. And the Lord, the Holy Spirit, decides what is going to be distributed, which of the abilities will be distributed, and to whom 
they will be distributed. I don't have the gift of tongues. I spoke one time in English tongues. I had to speak so fast. I was so excited praying for a sister that and her family because they were going to uh, have the authorities come over and visit them. I could my 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 mind, my tongue couldn't keep my English. I couldn't keep up with what the Lord was telling me to pray in my mind. The Lord showed me exactly what to pray. And I was speaking in English like I couldn't believe. I didn't speak in Spanish, Russian. I didn't speak in, in Hebrew. I didn't speak in Latin. I didn't speak in anything. I spoke in English. But in my mind, the Lord was on my mind and I knew exactly what to pray for. And I prayed as fast as I could so I wouldn't miss what the Lord was showing me to pray. And when I was done, I was like shocked. So I do speak in English tongues. I don't speak in any other language, just English. God has a sense of humor. Paul says that, to finish out in Corinthians 10, so like our body, we are all these abilities are given to the body. And Christ's body is one. We're not individual. We have many parts, many functions, many gifts, abilities, places to be. But there's only one body. And Christ is the head of that body. He's the one. He decides who is going to receive what gift. And for his purpose. I didn't know when I first came to the Lord, that when I first met the Lord, I didn't know that I would have the gift of discernment. I have natural discernment. We all have natural discernment. We're walking along a trail, and we see something that we're not sure of what it is. Well, we have fear. And we have enough discernment to stay away from it. We have enough sense to, to, until we understand what it's all about, like a snake, a rattlesnake. I've seen a bull snake, and I swear it was a rattlesnake. And I mean, I, I wasn't taking any chances. I was looking for rattles on the tail. I didn't see any, but I thought, well, this thing is big, and I, I'm still not going to get near it because I don't know. Maybe uh, it was uh, something fell on its tail and cut the rattles off and I get near it, I'm going to get bit and die. We all have discernment, but then there's a gift, a powerful ability given by God to individuals because God knows our future. If I hadn't had the gift of discernment, I had to have it for my future. I could have gotten myself in trouble many times. But because I had that this gift, I was able to see things to stay away, to back away. And there are times with the gift of discernment when the Lord is, I'm in a situation and the Lord tells me, don't say a word. Don't say anything. Don't open your mouth. Don't engage. And I just, through that discernment, I know not to... To just be silent. They're for the body. Now I told you at the beginning of the first hour. I was going to talk about the gifts. And I did. 
I'm not going to be able to talk about the different functions or the administrations in the body of Christ, like apostle, prophet, teacher, evangelist, the, the things of this nature. I don't have time. I'm at the end of the, I'm in almost at the, uh, in the final 30 minutes of the program. I'm going to get to these, God willing, which he is willing. And I wanted to do what I'm presenting to you today, maybe six months ago, but the Lord told me, no, you're not ready yet. Wait. Well, this program, I'm praying before the program began. And I said, Lord, I don't know which direction to go, which direction to go, which direction, what, what, what. What is it that these people need to hear? What is it that is important to these people? And uh, the Lord finally showed me. This is it. So we're going to be back in a few minutes. 1360KHSC.com for podcasts. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont, or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. Okay, and uh, before I forget, I'll mention one more time, contact information, Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502, and the, uh, because, you know, in three hours, it's, it's very difficult to sit, and uh, it used to be that we would sit for three, four, five hours, and no problem. But nowadays, in this hectic world we're in, it's hard to sit, listen to these programs one right after the other. So, the convenience of podcast. 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree site. And then this way you can listen, and if there are things that you want to hear a second time, you can back up and re-listen. I had been thinking about doing this program, like I said, six months ago. I began to touch on it, and the Lord just told me, don't get too deep into it, because it's important. And and today, as I'm praying and asking the Lord what direction to go, the Lord told me, basically, 
go with the gifts because they are important and then go with the the uh, the uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit I, I probably won't really have time to be thorough on the baptism of the Holy Spirit there's water baptism and there's baptism of the Holy Spirit both are very important both are ineffective if you have not been born again there are people that believe that they are born again and they operate in gifts and baptism but the problem is they're operating in the power of either the soul or demonic powers don't think that they're not able to use in the in the occult they use the gifts in the occult they have uh, you might say they lay hands on people to receive a baptism and what they get actually is additional demons put in them you don't want you don't want to operate with in the world of the occult because uh, if you're truly born again uh, you'll have some experiences where the Lord will make it clear that you're hopefully uh, he'll hopefully he'll make it clear that you're operating in another power God desires we work only through his power not by power not by might but by my spirit saith the Lord with the giftings the Holy Spirit knows your future he knows your path where you're going to go the problems the difficulties and he'll give you the giftings and train you in those giftings so that it's like a baseball player you know they have batting practice you're going to go up to the plate eventually so you better have experience at the plate trying to get hit get get on bag on base uh, you you they teach you to try to to they, they teach you to bunt they teach you to hit grounders you know everybody wants to hit the home runs but the main thing is getting on base this is where the Lord wants to begin with us that we get on base we don't have to hit home runs we we can bunt but whatever the main thing is getting on base then if you're going to stand on the mound uh, you there are things that you you learn to do you know where your limit is so you don't throw your arm out you get a comfortable zone where you're throwing the ball let's say 85 to 90 miles an hour it's not the fastest but the thing is then you work on your control so you can that ball will do what you want it to do it'll curve in curve out curve drop down it'll it'll just do nothing and slide on in this is the way it is with each of us we all have something that God has given us and he teaches us what to do in what he's called us to do there are those that are called to be missionaries he gives them an added grace to be able to go into foreign countries that can be hostile to Christians 
uh, you know, you don't, you're not going to get the American diet. I remember Billy Graham had missionaries go into Africa, and the little village where some of these people went, they were so excited, they were believers. They were so excited, they went out to make the main dish for the, the new American missionaries. And they went out, and this missionary said they went out with a stick, started digging in the dirt, and pulled out this big worm. And they brought the worm, they cut it up, put it in the pan and fried it. And uh, what do you think those guys, those people, that, this wasn't McDonald's. This wasn't Burger King. This wasn't, you know, this was uh, pretty shocking. But some, but God gives people the abilities in what they're going to be asked to do to be able to cope, to yield, to be flexible, to, you know, like Paul said, sometimes we just eat what is put before us. Well, that, that would be tough for me, but I wasn't called to be a missionary. There are others who are called into the Islamic world. I remember back in the 90s, there was a, a one of the churches in Longmont. A friend of mine was a member, and I used to go to some of the meetings. I, I, enjoyed, the, I enjoyed the fellowship, but the thing is, I wasn't called there. They always want you to join. God wouldn't allow me to join to be, be part of that assembly. But there was a group of young people. The friend worked with the youth. There was a young girl, I think she was 17. She was planning a missionary trip to Russia. And she told me, she, we were just talking, she said, yeah, I'm going to go to Russia, and I've been sleeping on the floor. Uh, I started sleeping firstly on the carpet, now I'm sleeping on a hardwood floor. I said, really? She said, yeah, because I don't know what I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to get a bed when I get to Russia. So I decided, well, I'll just get used to sleeping on a, concrete floor or whatever, and that way when I get there, uh, it won't affect me, it won't bother me. I thought, well, that's pretty wise for a 17-year-old girl, but that's what she wanted to do. So with each of us in what God has called you to do, it helps to know what God has called you to do, and uh, many really don't know what God has called them to do until God sovereignly just puts them in the position that uh, were there to function. Like with this, I told the story in the first hour about uh, Phil Krug, who worked with Jonathan Hansen, and he worked with that ministry. And Phil, he was just someone who was there to help uh, Jonathan Hansen. He was out of Washington State to just help him in whatever was needed. Help him. He was just there to assist. And he was so happy to assist. The greatest among you will be your servant. This is why here in this country, people who want to be apostles, <clears throat> so-called apostles, uh, they don't want to be servants. They want to be served. That's what I look for. The very first thing when somebody says that they're called to the ministry. In all positions in ministry, whether they be pastors, teachers, they're called to serve. And the ones who serve the most are the apostles. 
So, the abilities that God gives us. Um, with me, when I was young, I had no, even entertained the thought of ever being in ministry. I didn't desire to be a pastor. None of that. I enjoyed the Holy Spirit. I enjoyed growing in the Christian life. I enjoyed reading the Bible, reading Christian books. I enjoyed going to see different people like like Lester Summerall or these type of individuals uh, that I knew were called by God to the positions they were in. I enjoyed going to Denver to see these type of people when they would come to Denver. The original Bible answer man, I'm trying to, uh, Martin, um, well, I can't remember his first name. Walter Martin. I remember he came to Denver. And I knew by watching Walter and listening to him, I knew that he operated in the gifts. But he didn't like to talk about that because he's talking to a a uh, fundamental group. So he didn't want to talk too much about Pentecostal tendencies. But he did have the gifts. He knew how to use these abilities. He knew the importance of them. That's what I enjoyed doing. And learning to follow the Holy Spirit wherever he was going. To just place to place to place. I know that uh, I had told my wife after we were married, like uh, 10 years, that the Lord had told me about uh, a month and a half before I asked her to marry me, the Lord had told me, you better, your wife is going to have to be tough. She's going to have to be strong. Because you're going to have a tough life. And uh, we moved 21 times in, gee, I want to say 10 years. Because the Lord was always taking us somewhere. I believe it was 21 times in 10 years. And uh, then we we didn't we didn't ever know where you know we're I, I I the Lord was just out of the wild blue tell me to go into the oil field and start selling oil field tubulars. I'd never done that before. It was a big learning curve. I took. Fortunately, I had a credit card. I had good credit. I had a little bit of savings. Spent that all. And then finally, the day came. I hadn't had one sale in about a year. And uh, finally, I get a call. I get a letter from one of two owners down in Texas. And the, the one owner says, Rick, I want to thank you for all your hard work. You're fired. It just so happened, about an hour before that, a company in Niwak, Colorado called me and said, Rick, we want to order 10,000 feet of tubing. We want to put it in your, in your yard. Thank God, just at the nick of time. I, get, I just get the order. I get the letter in the mail. The, one of the owners says, you're fired. I call the other owner and say, Gary, I uh, got a letter from Art saying I'm fired. And he says, what? I said, yeah, he tells me I'm fired. I said, but I just want to call you and tell you that 
I just got an order of 10,000 feet of pipe. He said, forget about art. He says, you better not be lying to me. You better give me a PO order. And I said, I already got it. I'm giving it to the secretary. And boom, at the very last minute, I became little by little the top salesman up here in Colorado. In fact, my sales kept the company, even in Texas with all the other 16 salesmen, the Holy Spirit was with me. And I'm selling like crazy up here, keeping the company in business. And, uh, but there was a criminal, a crook, that they hired on. And this guy was nothing but a thief. Well, eventually the time came where they were going to either let me go and keep him or keep me and let him go. Well, they chose to let him go. They, they chose to let me go. And the Lord said, it's okay. It's okay. I prayed with some other friends. They said, well, we got the mind of Christ. I forgot about it, and the oil boom in America, in Colorado was over. It was the end of 84. It was over. A year later, that company was out of business. And the thief, the crook that replaced me, he'd robbed, he'd robbed them for another $70,000. They wanted, they wanted a crook in place of a righteous man. Hey, God is God. Let God be true, let every man be a liar. But this is this is how the Holy Spirit works with you. He will by faith. Even if you're walking by faith, if you have to make a decision on something, let's say you're at a T in the road and you don't and you don't know which way to go. If you're going by faith and you're praying and you're asking the Lord which way to go, and you decide, Okay, I feel it, Lord, I feel you're telling me to go right. And if you make these decisions in faith, you go right and it turns out to be the wrong choice. Because you've done it in faith, God will cover you. I've had that happen too. Making, making decisions by faith, only to know I didn't have the insight and the knowledge of what, what I needed to make that decision. But it's okay. By, because it was by faith, God caused it to work together for good. We take the scripture and we trust God, especially now, the Holy Spirit. There's a baptism of the Holy Spirit. It is a, a I, I think I'm probably going to, if I can remember, I'm going to talk about the baptism next week. Because with the baptism, it is a the Spirit of God being poured out upon you to enrich you, empower you with His Holy Spirit. Additionally, when you're born again, you have this, the Holy Spirit. You have the anointing. You have the unction. You have the way to interpret what God is telling you. You have the Spirit. You're born again. Your intuitive abilities begin to come alive. And they begin to work. And you begin to move and operate. And move in the direction under the, under the hand of the, uh, of the anointing. But then there's the baptism. The baptism gives you an added spiritual power. Baptism is power. 
anointing is for guiding. The anointing is to keep you abiding in the Holy Spirit, to keep you abiding in Christ so you grow. Then you have the, the unction. The unction, another term used in 1 John. The unction is also a spiritual ability, intuitive. And with the unction, it leads you to all truth. So you just have a sense of truth when you're not really sure you don't have the scripture to back you up. It's an unction. It's a it's just a you just know. It's like the anointing, but the anointing keeps you abiding. If you're getting ready to do something that's going to offend the Lord, the anointing tells you you're going to offend the Lord and the spirit is going to lift off of you until you repent. And then you repent and the anointing comes back on you. The unction is different. It it leads you to truth. It leads you, it helps you stay on the path. And uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, I needed work one time. And... My wife's brother lived in western Western Wyoming, and I know I was desperate. I, I was completely out of work, and we were we were down to our last uh, twenty thousand dollars. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say twenty thousand? Probably our last twenty. I think I last two hundred. I had enough to to put gas in the truck and get to Western Wyoming to go to work, and. Uh, I just had this unction. I just had this, do I or don't I? Do I or don't I? And I, was just, I needed to know. Lord, that's a long ways away. I don't know. It's winter time. I, but I just didn't know. And I just had a sense. Something deep, deep, deep. I wasn't trying to abide. I was trying to get an answer. And I just had a sense. I better go. And once I had that sense, I knew. I knew I had the peace. I left on a Sunday night at about 7 o'clock. It was winter. It was in uh, late December. And I had a little Ford F-150 six-cylinder pickup. And I get up to the to the uh, Ted's Place, past Ted's Place, going over past Lar- uh, Fort Collins, dropping into Laramie. I get right to the border. And that truck just started, it wouldn't run. It was just coughing and spitting and timing was off. And I finally got to the hill before you drop down toward Laramie. I pulled over and I thought, well, and I tried to set the timing. But the main thing is I, I said, Lord, you told me, you gave me instructions to go to Western Wyoming to work. The truck isn't running. And I just had to pray. And I just had to bind and break the power of the interference by the demonic world. The devil and the demons and the powers of the air. I just bound them. I said, no, I'm supposed to go. This truck's got to run. And I went off. I got there. It was still running a little rough. I got there on a Monday, and I have a friend that's a mechanic, and I called him up, 
And he says, well, bring it over when I get off work. So when I got off work, uh, he got off work, he came over and he started looking at it. And he said, now, did you do, did you have this thing tuned up? I said, no. I said, the timing was off a little bit and I just moved it a little bit till it kind of smoothed out and got here. He said, this distributor is 180 degrees off. I said, what? He goes, it's 180 degrees from where it needs to be. It's like backwards. He said, you drove, you didn't do anything to it today? And I said, no, I haven't touched it since last night. He says, well, I don't know, brother, what happened here, but this truck shouldn't run. He said, I couldn't figure it out. And I went ahead and twisted it back around and she ran like a kitten. He said, how did it end up backwards? I said, I must have hit a bump and it flipped around. I don't know. But I had the unction to go and the faith to stay with that decision. We're in coming to the time where we're all going to have to make decisions. You're going to need the unction. You're going to have to have the anointing so you can abide in the Lord. And you're going to need the unction to make decisions. You're going to need the Holy Spirit. You're going to need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're going to, I think I'm going to prepare for the baptism for next week. I think it's important because we've moved into a time of battle. The uh, children of the devil, they know. They're already engaging. They've begun the conflict. Look at what's happening in the nation. Look what's happening international, internationally. They know that the war has come and they're taking the lead in this battle. Well, the kingdom of heaven, we've been put in charge. We've been, the, we're the overseers of the great kingdom that God has given us. He's put it in our hands and this kingdom cannot be shaken and we are the ones now at this time in life in the world we're the ones who are to announce that his kingdom is coming, is just up the road a ways, and we are going to display the power of that kingdom before Christ's return. We have the power to display the kingdom properly to the world. So, well, listen, this is the end of the program. The podcasts are on 1360khnc.com. You can go there for the podcast. My contact information, one more time, is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. So, may God, may the God of glory, may the God and His beloved Son enrich you, empower you with the greatest blessings that you have ever enjoyed in this time in your life. May God bless you. May God keep everybody who you love. May your world come alive to the Holy Spirit. May you be just drenched with God's Holy Spirit. May God just bless you, keep you, and in every way, bless you. Next week. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system 
and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tehebo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word T and then the word club. The complete website is TeheboTeaClub.com or call us at 818-610-8088, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088, TeheboTeaClub.com. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. I love fixing firearms and giving you the tools to succeed in these increasingly trying times. The Constitution has always provided stability. And as we veer farther and farther away from it, our society will only become more unstable. I can't fix that, but I can make sure that you have a fighting chance. So give me a call or shoot me a text to see what I can do for you. 970-776-0258. It's 970-776-0258. Hi there. We're the guys from All Gas, No Class Radio. Please join us and support our new show Sundays from 2 to 3 p.m. We'd love to have you. Because we're too ugly for OnlyFans. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. And I would like to encourage everyone to make sure they are prepared financially as the Federal Reserve continues to destroy the value of the dollar. Since the closing of the gold window in 1971, the Federal Reserve has led the way in the explosion of debt and the devaluing of your money. They openly say that they need 2% inflation which simply means they hope to devalue your money and they want to do this every single year, year after year. I know it's hard to understand, but the Federal Reserve believes in prosperity through debt and growth via the devaluation of your future. To learn more about how to protect yourself, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592 and protect yourself against the devaluing of your money. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. The views and opinions expressed on KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Excursion Broadcasting Network. The following special program is brought to you by AM 1360 K.